What up, what up, what up, what up, what up? Thanks again for tuning in. This is the Activated Podcast. Your boy Evil live and direct inside, of course. Activated Podcast Studio every Friday. We're live. Uh, my guest is giving me the listen. This is professional shit. You know what I mean? This is how I get down. But uh, first of all, I want to say um, Happy New Year's to everybody. This is the first episode of 2020. Uh, a lot of y'all been hitting me up like, yo, what's up? We need some, you know what I mean? I've been taking some time to rest. I think. Um, the type of year that I had in 2019, I needed to take some time and and to figure out uh, my life when I came back. So I did. I've been back from Niger for about two weeks now. A lot of y'all don't know this because I didn't post too much because I didn't want y'all to bother me. Okay, but we're now in February, or at least this episode you guys see it on. I believe February 1st or something like that. Um, so before we get into it, I just want to give a couple of people a shout out. Um, couple of my friends have been doing great things so i want to give them a shout out so if you're checking me out make sure you also go check them out as well uh i want to big up oh by the way um big up to dodi an artist out out of zambia who says that i've inspired him enough that he decided to draw a picture of me and i posted on my personal instagram if you want to go check it out mr underscore activate it um, big up to him And right now we're working on tr- I'm trying to get my hands on it Because he's all the way out in Zambia So we got to figure out I got some people out there That are trying to go And get the drawing And send it out to me And all that good stuff So this is what happens When you out there Put good energy out in the world You know what I mean You don't know Who you inspire in many ways So shout out to you Please go and check him out um, Dodi underscore artist is D-A-U-D-I underscore artist. Make sure you go check him out and maybe you could get him to draw you. That picture was fire. I posted on my Instagram actually today. Um, and also I want to give a shout out to my man Boogie, uh, DJ Damage, and also Tay, who have started a show called Flight 654. Uh, I believe it's on iLive Radio. It comes on every Wednesday, 6 to 8. Uh, also, um, Mike, a.k.a. Mike the Truth Boogie, he was on my podcast as well uh, in December or November. I can't remember. Um, so I'm trying to big him up because I see what y'all doing. And make sure you invite me so I can come through and, and, and bless the platform. So shout out to them. Make sure you follow them. Flight 6, like the number 6, I-X-5-4. Uh, also, big shout out to MC Bonday, who's now prime time on G987. You can hear him Monday to Friday. On Monday, there's an African group show who I got a chance to co-host with him a couple of times in December. Um, he's also on from 7 to 11, Tuesday to Friday. Make sure you check him on G987. Uh, and yeah, man, my trip to Niger. So, a lot of y'all asked me, you guys wanted to know a little bit in details about that. Uh, what I decided to do, because I shot some footage and try to vlog, and shout out to all the vloggers out there. Vlogging, it is the hardest shit mm. ever, right? And my guests today can attest to that. So what I decided to do, instead of doing a podcast, I'm going to release a vlog slash footage that I took while I was out there. I think that also gets my activated podcast YouTube page a little bit more going. I've been slacking a little bit on that, but... It's 2020, hopefully. You know what I mean? I'm going to get that going. Now, with no further ado, in the studio in here with me, um, she is a YouTuber. She also has, we co-hosted, or we hosted together, uh, the infamous Fali Ipupa concert last October. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been trying to get her to come on my podcast for about six <laughs> years now, but no. it took what it took. You know what? Better late than never. Mm-hmm. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, y'all tuning in. Welcome to the platform, Miss Gael K, right? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> so, like, that's it. 
What's up? How you feeling today, man? I'm okay. I'm Welcome. Okay. Yeah, thank you. You look like you relax. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. You can relax a little bit. I don't really go on podcasts like that. No? I don't know. There's something about podcasts that kind of like, I don't know. I feel like it's big shot. Really? You know? I don't know. I've been trying to get you. We I, Just to put things in perspective, we did the concert October 2018. And you were supposed to come on in November. Nope. I do not remember that. You you supposed to come shortly after. <laughs> no. Essentially, at first, that's what I had in... That's what I wanted us to talk about, which we will get into talk about mm-hmm. it today, right? Uh, but... You know, things happen when they're supposed to happen. Exactly. God's you know timing I mean? is always the right timing. So, how are you feeling? Outside of, you know, you little... How, how was the holidays for you? Holidays? I don't know. It wasn't bad, but I didn't enjoy the holidays like that, you know? Really? Yeah. I felt like everything was rush, rush for the holidays. Okay. And I feel like I didn't get to do a lot of things that I wanted to do. And it just didn't feel like the holidays, you know? Okay, rush, rush in what sense? Like, I mean, to me, I feel like December is like, it's the best time of the year. Really? Yeah. I don't know. I feel like I'm kind of over Christmas. Why? Kind of over it. But like, we, like, I just feel like everybody didn't get to do a lot of things that they didn't, that they were supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not just me, but like, you know, me and my friends were supposed to go away because we did it last year. Right. And we usually like do a cottage and everybody is so busy now. So it's like, we didn't, we couldn't get the time to leave. So that's like one of the highlights of my Christmas. I feel like everybody fake busy. I I, I truly think a lot of people they're not as busy as they claim. But I feel like right now the era that we live in, if you're not busy, it's like exactly you're like oh shit, like I yeah. must not. So even when somebody don't have nothing to do, you reach out to them like yo, let's do something. Oh, you know what, my schedule. Or, mm-hmm. But meanwhile, they just home on Snapchat. You know what I mean? <laughs> Uh, maybe, <laughs> but when I'm busy, I'm busy. But you know, I feel like everybody was just work. Didn't want to give people a lot of um, days off. Like that was the problem for most things. Okay. So people couldn't get off of work because I guess it's Christmas time and it's busy. But yeah, I feel like if we tried a little bit harder, we could have had it. Mm-hmm. But everybody work was not allowing them to get that time off. So that was really kind of like a downfall. For that part, and um, yeah, family came over, and I don't really like when family comes over. <laughs> uh, like I, <laughs> where you go? I hope okay. they don't listen to this episode. That's fine <laughs> if they do. I don't really care because <laughs> I'm gonna share it. But I don't really like when people come into my space, and right. it's like I don't know. I feel like I could be a welcoming person to a certain extent. Right. You know what I mean? Like Congolese people, I guess African people, I feel like are too welcoming to a certain point and it's like when people need to be regulated people don't do it and it's annoying so yeah. me I can I get annoyed very easily so that I was just in my room the whole, t- the whole time so if they bring their kids and stuff exactly. like that right? like you got kids jumping around and, exactly and making hella noise and, and shit I'm like, like we were not like that when we were kids okay so it was really annoying um, that part was annoying but you know uh, yeah how, how, how was how would you feel how would you rate your 2019 as a as a year it wasn't a bad year. Okay. Yeah, I think 2018 was a bad year. 2019 was but, but, but bad in, in what sense? What what also let me ask you this, what makes a year good and what makes it bad? Exactly. That I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, but um I feel like 2019 wasn't a bad year. People said that it was a bad year. I'm like, "No, really? 
Yeah, everybody was telling yeah, me. Yeah, it was so bad. And I'm like, Can't I don't relate. feel like it. Exactly. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what you're talking <laughs> me about. Me either. Like, 2019 was a year that I traveled, maybe not saying the most because there's more to come. Mm-hmm. But I traveled a lot, which was good. You know, I got out and I could actually afford my lifestyle now you know what i mean like 2019 was the year where start getting a little money yeah okay Okay. (laughs) that was it was a good year like for me i became financially stable you know what i mean 2019 was that year where i became like my my bank account can't be a certain amount like Mm -hmm. i don't allow myself to get below a certain amount anymore you know so i'm like okay now i'm you know even though i don't like my job but you know i'm there where i want to be right now so i'm okay with that so I don't know what people are talking about. It was a bad year. Yeah. I thought it was a good year. And 2019 was kind of the year of my year off. Well, I finished school in 2018. Mm-hmm. So, like, this year I had the whole year off to, like, figure it out yeah. or try. So I think it was okay. I, I don't know. I can't relate. It good. With, yeah, it wasn't a bad year. I, I, I had I had an amazing year, man. That's good. I, I wish. Had, I, had, I had an... I mean, to... And it, even beyond just... Yeah, I don't know. Every everything that I was building up until 2019, things just started to happen. Mm-hmm. I started to do things that I couldn't even dream of. And one of the things as well, like a highlight, was the ability to go back to to Niger um, in December and and do things there that never in my mind I could imagine. Like started to, and, and which is a story I'm going to tell, but like started to like buy land and land that I bought back then is not worth X amount of money mm-hmm. and the city has gotten so much bigger so it's like yo you could start to build on there and I'm like what like I'm 30 years old and I'm about to start building my own I think these things are and that's what I like to share and I know sometimes people take out their take it's like oh yeah you you bragging or whatever it is but no. it's like it's important because when you see the people and I tell people this all the time it's like things that I've done it's not like you didn't you don't need to be rich or at least at the beginning like it's, everything is a building it's almost like building blocks mm-hmm. so it's like if I'm able to do it like at this point in my life everybody else can like it's exactly. nothing it's nothing like out of reach kind of thing mm-hmm. you know what I mean uh, I remember going back there first time 2013 and then I had purchased a land at the time it, I think it was like cost me like a grand and a half two at most, which at the time was a lot of money. I think my whole net worth was like five grand. <laughs> so now imagine having to 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 get not get rid of it, but like you know when you start to save money, you like to look at it in your account like yo, I got five stacks. I'm, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, you gotta take half of them buy land, and you're like, what? Why would I do that? Yeah. But once you get into that mindset, that like, no, that money will come back to you ten times mm-hmm. more. And now 2019, right? I went back seven years later. And then even my purchasing power is like probably 20 times more. So spending two grand, I'm going back and I'm spending 20. So it's like, to me, it's like, holy shit. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it feels like to be rich, but I could, I feel like if, I could, if. I could taste it. Just, you know what I mean? Just yeah. a little bit in a sense, but more so it's like, it opens your mind up to mm-hmm. so many things. So now you're not only dreaming to dream, but you're like, yeah, yeah, no, I could do this mm-hmm. in the next five to ten years. So I think for me, 2019 was good. Mm-hmm. I feel like with my inner circle, my I can't talk too much about it, which is because then people start looking at you like, oh, shut up. Mm-hmm. And like 2019 was rough for all yeah, of them. I'm, I'm like, like, no, it wasn't. Yeah, bro, as long as you're breathing, I, I tell people this all the time. Yo, as long as you're alive, mm-hmm. right, you have a chance to change your circumstances. Mm-hmm from that point on. The only people that can't do nothing are dead. Exactly. I agree. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Anyways, that was a little bit of the spill, but we're going to get into it. Yeah. Um, Gal does YouTube. Yeah. You know what I mean? YouTube star popping <laughs> up in here. Oh, not uh, yet. I subscribe to the channel. I, I do watch it. I'm not... I, see, my thing is, if I don't watch your shit... I wouldn't, I don't pretend to, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, people that act like, yo, you know, I actually checked out your podcast. I'd be like, which episode? Oh, you know the one? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, there's no sense of yeah. lying about it, which we're going to get into a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but let's start. I, I want to get your opinion. Um, hosting Fali Concert. Mm-hmm. That was your first time hosting. Yeah. Um, that, big shot. That was my first time hosting on that platform. Before uh-huh. that, was doing like 30 people shows kind of okay. thing. Okay. So that was that was a big deal for me. So I uh-huh. want to get your perspective as far as like what that felt like. It was I didn't think it was real until the day that it happened. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I was like, bruh. <laughs> like when I when I was cuz I was like, yo, how am I cuz I'm like, I just finished school. Yeah. How am I going to use my talents? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um and I'm like I and also let people know, like, what did you go to school for? Just okay, so they... I went to school for journalism. Mm-hmm. Um, and journalism at school, I feel like it's not what, you know. When I learned it at school, not saying that it was bad. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was, was bad. <laughs> okay, <laughs> it wasn't bad. Okay, it was, ba- like, when I went to school, that was, like, my lowest point maybe. Because, like, I was, like, I hated it. Okay. You hated school. Yeah, you hated I hated program. school. School, okay. Be, like having to wake up early in the morning and going to school, right. and all you do is learn about the news, 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 and it's nothing like what we want to learn. You know what I mean? Because I don't want to be in news. You don't want to do news anchor no. and none of that stuff. That's where you kind of have to start out. Okay. Exactly to like make it in Canada. Through. Okay. You know. So. Um, yeah, but all they were preparing you is to do news, weather, and whatever. But it's like. We're in, you know, the year that the new generation that we're in, nobody cares about the news. Yeah. Ask me if I watch the news. I do not watch the news. <laughs> and what I went to school for right. was basically for news. I do not watch the news. You know, when Apple News comes down on my phone, I just swipe up. I don't care about that stuff. Um, I'm more so like a social person. Like, my end goal, I guess, is to have my own talk show ish. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I'm not really worried about the news, but that's all you learned. So, I was like not interested, but it's like something I want to do, you know? Yeah. I need to learn the skills in order to get in the field or whatever. So, maybe that prepared me to be a news anchor or whatever. But, yeah. Um, yeah, journalism is, is not easy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Even, even if it's just college, it's not easy. People's, yeah, it wasn't easy. I was there for too long. <laughs> really? Was, yeah. Like, you know, I was hoping to be there for two years, but I was But wasn't. what inspired you to even go to school for journalism? Like, was it... Oh, okay. So, okay. Let me tell you the little background story again right. with that. So, when I was going... When I was, like, younger in high school, whatever, I didn't know what I wanted to do right. after school. I mean, after high school. So... Everybody was telling me, yo, you talk a lot, <laughs> you know? But this one guy, he was my mentor, like, for this program, because I was in a program called Youth for Change, so shout out to them. Yeah. It was like, they're trying to help the youth change, basically, trying to learn what you want to do in an artistic way. So I was learning how to do fashion, whatever. That taught me how to sew and whatever. So he was like, have you ever considered, like, like doing anything, like, talk show or, like, going to school for journalism and I said journalism I said me no because all you think about is writing 
And I said, no, 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not I'm not gonna spend my life writing papers and whatever. But he's like, no, like I see you like like you're like you remind me of like, you know, uh, a young Oprah, you talk a lot, Uh-oh. you're very like opinion I guess but the thing is you can't be biased in journalism. That's what they taught us. You cannot be biased. Right. But I guess I'm very opinionated and I don't think that's bad. But yeah, he's like, Yeah, you like you should consider it and then that stuck to me. And I guess I took it and ran with it. But the first year of college, I was in general arts, so it's whatever. Never finished that. <laughs> I didn't finish it. Yeah. As soon as my semester was, I think my first semester was done, mm-hmm. I said I transferred to journalism. So the, all the electives I needed were done. So I never had to take electives in my life in um, school because I took it, general, general arts. And then I went to journalism. And I'm like, yo, I like this. But then, you know, I wasn't really focused. <laughs> you know, I wasn't focused. Distracted. Yeah. You know what I mean, your booze is giving you stress. Okay, no. <laughs> I was distracted. <laughs> um, I guess I didn't take school seriously. You know, I didn't think it was real, real. And then, you know, I'm like, okay, no. I need to be focused. I think I took... What happened? I took the year. It wasn't so well. You know, the classes, you know. It grades wasn't, yeah, the grades were low. It's a little trash. And I okay. think I took a semester off. And then, and the semester off wasn't even, like, it was by force. I don't know what happened, but, like, we were just late with everything. Like, you know, I didn't care about whatever. I took a semester off, then I went back um, after. So I went in January. And then what happened? I don't know what happened, but, yeah, I was just going to school. And you basically have to catch up. But every time I was trying to go back to school, well, I was going back to school, the, ch- the program would change. So it's like, you need to, the curricular has changed, so you need to do this now. And that, like, made me, like, late. But then I ended up finishing, so I didn't. Shout out to you, man. I mean, yeah. I think it's, me personally, when I even started, for me, going to school, uh, I had no idea, too, what I was going to do. Mm-hmm. And I didn't think I would finish. Because when I come in my program, there's 300 of us, four black people. Mm. So I was already like, holy shit. Mm-hmm. And this shit was hard. And I think out of the four black guys, only two of us ended up graduating. And even the other guy, he didn't graduate the school. He ended up transferring to another school and kind of like, I think I was the only one to stuck through. Mm-hmm. And it comes with just a mentality is like when I, whenever I start something, whether I like it or not, I have to see it through. Mm-hmm. So that's, 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 that's yeah. always my mentality. And, yeah. and similar to what you're saying is mm-hmm. like, you know, sometimes, and I look at it now, like I work in my field and things like that. I always wonder, like, damn, what if I didn't go through mm-hmm. with this shit? Like, yeah, my would life, would, life would be hard. It, I think it would. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, damn it, man. My dad will always remind me. Oh, he's like, you're going to end up, you want to end up working at McDonald's for the rest of your life. Yeah. I think that's African like, yeah. parents. Uh, they always scare you with yeah. that. You want to. And but I, honestly, growing up, we used, I mean, I worked at McDonald's when, at the time, they were paying five seventy five, And that was a e, lot of money to me. Five seventy five. Yeah, yeah. In the U.S., U.S. like the, <laughs> okay, the US. minimum wage is like eight bucks now, yeah, eight nine yeah, bucks, okay, right? Okay, okay, okay. So growing up, my parents always had three jobs. Mm-hmm. So in my mind, I thought like that's the norm. Mm-hmm. We're all supposed to get three jobs. So instead, I started hanging around like my other friends who parents are Americans or whatever it was, not immigrants. So then I like yo, you're that only you're that home every weekend. Mm-hmm. That's weird. Like why is he always home? But then I didn't realize that. No, that is the norm. Mm-hmm. We are, because obviously our parents come from a different country. They can't exercise. Because my dad was a journalist. Okay. And I think, 
and this is what he claims. Mm-hmm. He claims that I get that from him. Mm-hmm. The ability to talk or whatever. Well, okay. I don't know. I'm like, dog, you want too much credit on this? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't know. But to, to the extent, like, when they come to have to evaluate it, it, it wasn't until we moved to Canada, and then he went back to school again, got his master, and that started, like, oh, shit, like, this one job... It is that is the norm. Yeah. That is the three jobs thing is not the yeah. regular shit. So even when my parents used to scare me about going to work to McDonald's, I was like, yo, that's cool. I'm gonna yeah. work at McDonald's, Popeyes, <laughs> and Wingstop, yeah. and that's gonna be that's gonna be the thing. Mm-hmm. So shout out to you, man. Good yeah, for you man. for finishing up and trust me, I feel like definitely timing, you know? I felt like sometimes you sometimes you do feel like giving up, but it's like ah, since I'm already Don't. yeah, you know, since I'm already in it, might as well finish. But I don't think I didn't get diagnosed as depression, but I think I did go through depression. What I've, you know, because I was like so not into it, you know, like I didn't want to get up. But what was so if you, if what what got you through it though? Like what was the one thing that you would remind yourself to to get through? I, I take me an example. So when I graduated, I couldn't find a job <clears throat> in my field, so I had to go work at a bank. Mm-hmm. Customer service, you know, the worst thing ever. You get cursed at every day. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like is mentally somebody beating you up. Every, like you, <laughs> I, I remember going to work and be like, "Whew, I gotta like prepare for yeah. getting ready to happen." Especially because uh, it was an investment bank, so RSP season was like eighty calls a day, back mm. to back. So, and I remember I, w- I would go to the gym and and I always used to say. Yo, I gotta figure out a way to get a better job. Mm. So that was like my goal. So I was set up. So I'd be at work, and now whatever I could talk about it. You know, I'm at work applying for jobs mm-hmm. while I'm at work. You know what I mean? Which you know, people do. People yeah. do that all the time. You're, okay. you're supposed to do that. You know what I mean? It's a Twitter like, thing. People do it all the time. And I always used to tell myself, I gotta send out at least five resumes a day. Mm-hmm. And like that was my goal. So. Um, and that kept me going. I, I always kept saying, like, I'm not going to stop until I'm finally in the field mm-hmm. that I went to school for. And that alone, kept, it kept me going. Even though it took, it took like three and a half years. Okay. I didn't think I was going to get out of it. But boy, <laughs> <laughs> the day I yeah. got the call, oh, my God. It was incredible. So, but for you, what, what was the one reminder or the constant thing that you kept telling yourself to get? I don't know, but I just said, I can't stay here anymore. I said, this is, like, this is the year that I graduate. I said, this is the year. You should wrap it up. Yeah. And even that, I almost missed it. I almost missed the graduation because we were in class, and I'm like, um, I asked the person, I'm like, when is the last day to register for graduation? And he's like, it's actually today. I said, huh? And nobody announced it to anybody. Then you get an email. I don't check my emails. That's the problem. <laughs> you never, never get an email. Exactly. Send your email. Ugh. I never checked my emails. And I said, I went downstairs. I left the class. I said, Kuh. I went downstairs to admissions and I said, I need to register for graduation. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, that's what happened. Because or else I would have had to do it in the summertime or next. Because our graduation was in the fall. So it's once a year kind of thing. Yeah, no, they're, they graduate in the summer too. But mm-hmm. since we were like summer, we went through the summer. Mind you, I was in school in the summertime, so that's the year where I said no parties. Yeah. I remember Caravan weekend, all my friends were like, come out. I said, no, you're not. And I, I went out once, once, and it was trash. So I'm like, but my friends were calling me. They're like, yo, you need to, like, get ready and let's go. I said, no. I told you guys, like, I'm serious. I'm going to graduate. You guys can go party, do whatever you guys want to do. Yeah, but I said, nah, I'm graduating this year, and this is, like, this is the end. This is the finish line. This we're nearly it. there. It's August. 
and that's it. So I'm gonna finish my assignments. You guys do whatever you guys want to do. And then yeah, that's the year. I think people that's when we're like, damn, God was really like serious about this. Yeah, I wasn't out, you know, like I was before. Cause I remember when I first started journalism, who cared? I was out partying every weekend. There was a party. And it was weird. I don't know how, but every weekend. So how were you getting your work done if you was out? Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. I I, I can't remember if I was going out. I I don't think I I was going out, but not as much as I go out now. Mm -hmm. I think I would take like a couple of days off. But I mean, for us, honestly, I don't think you get through that program if you don't do your work. Mm -hmm. Because especially like I remember the last two weeks of the semester, and um, and my friend. Shout out to I don't want to put his name out there, but we used to be in the computer lab like we didn't take showers, cause all your projects are due the following yeah. week. So it's like yo, you gotta submit this project, you gotta print this, and the one thing I hated about school is that when it comes to printing, that's when all the shit goes wrong. Because we used to have to print our floor plans or whatever uh-huh. it was, and it used to be like you're printing and then you got walls missing on the like you gotta like. <laughs> You know what I mean? You got to go and figure it out. But keep in mind, you've been working on this one floor plan for eight weeks. Mm -hmm. And now when it's time to print, it's like, shit is not printing properly. The printer's broken. There's no paper. And you start to feel like you're about to pass out. Uh, But yeah, shout out to you. Thank you, man. Um, So we we started talking about the hosting (laughs) thing. What what, what is that feeling like? If you could describe it to people. And I think people look at hosting like, ah, I could do it. It's not easy. (laughs) (laughs) It's not easy. The thing about me is that if I'm scared, I won't show you that I'm scared. You know what I mean? Like, uh, that's the one thing. I I could tell you a little. Nervous. Because when we first, and here how I knew, I was like, yo, so what's up? How you feeling about today? She's like, yo, what are you going to do? I was like, well, I don't know. You tell me what you thinking. And I was like, so how you feeling? He's like, no, I'm good. I'm, so I'm looking at her like, yo, she tripping. Because <laughs> even, and, and then I asked her, I was like, yo, have you done, and that was your first, right? Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, there's no way you're not, you're not. Because even me at that point, I have done, I mean, I even did Afrofest that year. Yeah. But even then, like, the nerve of always going in front of a crowd, it never goes away. Especially yeah. if you care about the art and what you're doing. Exactly. So when you come up to me like nonchalant, I was like, holy shit. <laughs> I was gonna run off the stage. I was like, holy <laughs> shit, she gone, she gone. Now, I was like, well, okay, cool. Uh, let's see what I could do to help. Yeah. Did you feel like I helped you at all? You- yeah, you did. You did. I feel like if I was about myself, I'd have been like, hey. <laughs> no, no, but yeah, you did. I can't, I can't even. Shout out to you still. Because no, I, 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 I know when we talk about it, I was like, you know what? Let me go. I'm gonna go first, and I'm gonna take all yeah. the heat, and I'm everybody gonna let me know who the fuck are you, and then yeah. we're gonna set you up. Like I told yeah. the DJ, play this song, and yeah. then they're trying to give you, yeah, uh, which I think is important because I remember my first time co-hosting with somebody. They MCs are so selfish, right? Uh-huh. Everybody is all about them. Mm-hmm. So, and they know you about to fuck up because they've done it before, mm-hmm. and they like, oh, this is a re- I know he's gonna tank. But they don't prepare you for it. Mm-hmm. So what they do is they set you up, you go out, you mess up, and then they go back and tell the promoter, see, I told you, don't hire this guy. Yeah. yeah. And oh, then people are not nice. You know what I mean? People yeah. I, I've been set up like that so many times, but I don't know how. I think to a certain extent, like I could figure it out. Mm-hmm. So it will backfire on them. Mm-hmm. Then they'll go like, oh yeah, we like this guy. Yo, we bring you back. And they're like, shit, I ain't supposed to go like yeah. that. Because they literally set you up. 
to fail. So I'm glad I I, I did. I try to help. Yeah, you did. To the best of my ability. I don't know. You even got a picture with Fali. I was kind of mad. I was like, damn, how'd she get a picture? And mind you, you were there. You don't. Really? That's what I'm saying. You were behind, You were there when we were taking pictures, and you're like, nah, man, you're just too giddy to marcher par ci par là. Sorry. See, what, you're what? walking back and forth, and I'm like, what is this? This is the opportunity. Okay, me. That's what I cared about. I'm like, yo, I'm trying to, you know, step it up. I'm trying yeah, to yeah. get more opportunities. Hopefully, you know, because I'm like, I love the French crowd and whatever. Because I feel like that's who I am, mm-hmm. you know, especially Congolese. I'm like, yo, that's why I need to host that, because I'm Congolese. Yeah. Who the hell is going to host this concert? It better not be no tonton. Like, <laughs> I'm young. I just finished school. I young need to start fresh. I need to start somewhere. And I said, if Ali is the, you know, the right person to start, and it's a, voila, the opportunity is there. It's my, like, there it is. So, I said, I need to show proof. So, <laughs> when it was time to take pictures, I left. Yeah. I've said, no, 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 I'm going to end the guy. At, I'm like, excuse me, um, I hosted the show. Yeah. I need to go back there. And he let me in. And then um, I took my picture and I left. And I even seen Serge there to send it. Can I get a picture too? And I took a picture with him. See, I, I've, I've not, I've not, my biggest downfall is sometimes too cool for a moment. Mm-hmm. That when people are taking pictures to me, that looked too chaotic. Mm. Like people were shoving, yeah, pushing. It was, but so I'm is, like, uh, I don't know if I want to go through that. Mm. Uh, but then when you see the picture, like the one thing about pictures, when you see that picture, mm. now I was there, I was like, damn, I, I could see how that person took the picture, but it gives a different kind of like, exactly. It's like, it made it seem like it was just you and him in a room, right? And then y'all just took a picture, and then people were like, yo, you made it. But it's like, it's like if you knew. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> it always looks like it always looks like somebody made it, and it's like if you knew what yeah, I had to do to get that picture. Facts. Not saying it was hard. I just like said, okay, hey, hi. like you know, I. No, I think maybe for I can't remember when you took, but everybody else that shit looked to me. I was like, oh shit, I'm not, I'm not getting pushed around. The thing like, is, I feel like. Their organization was not bad, eh? Because you had to buy a CD in order to get a picture. And the CD sold out within, like, seconds. Yeah. So, but me, I'm like, so when they were waiting in line, I said, no, I'm not waiting no line. Please, I hosted this. I hosted. I said, I'm, I'm taking a picture next. I yeah. got up and I took my picture and I left. Yeah. And then that was it. I and I seen, that. yeah, I seen every, I seen whatever. But, yeah, he was really nice. So. Yeah, he's, he's, he seemed pleasant. Yeah, he's a, he seems like a nice person. And he's just Congolese. He's very Congolese. I feel like. <laughs> I don't want to say, no but way. I feel like he's too. He's very. He's very African. Like he's really Congolese. So it's like he Break tries to down, put huh? on. He tries to put on like a cool, like you know, because he Fali is Fali. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. He, cool as a motherfucker. Yeah, he is. But like he's also very Congolese. So if you just come to him the right way, it will be different. He will get you the, a different way. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? People think that he's just too much of a star. He's a star. I'm not gonna take that away from him. Yeah, but like, he definitely is a star. Yeah, he is a star. And he deserves everything because he made it out of all those people from the Kofiolo Midday times. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, but I feel like you just need to know how to talk to people, I guess. Yeah. So. How has it been since then? Like, have you had a chance to host again since no. then or you've been quiet about it? I think I've been quiet about it. Um, one girl asked me to host an event. And I don't know what happened to the event. It never happened. Flopped. Yeah. But she asked me. She's, I was like, whoa, like, okay. Um, and one, somebody asked me to host a red carpet event, mm. but I wasn't, 
I was out of the city at the time it was happening. So I was kind of sad about that. But it's like, yeah, I guess timing, you know? So she's, and she asked me last minute, because they were looking for people last minute. They're like, oh, we need someone to cover the red carpet yeah. and whatever. Don't for, come to me last minute. Yeah, I'm, for, I'm, I'm for a movie for movie premiere. And I'm like, bro, I'm out, of, I'm out of the country for that time, so I can't do it. So, I've, had, I've had to reschedule flights and, and things like that to be at certain hotels. Really? Yeah, yeah. You would do that? Of course. Well, I mean, I mean, especially if um, if I know it's gonna, I look at it as practice anyway. Mm-hmm. Like even if it's a small event, mm-hmm. um, and it, it doesn't cost me like it's not too hectic to reschedule or to rebook. For example, the day the first time Fali was supposed to come mm-hmm. in August, I was supposed to be in in Texas that Wednesday. Mm-hmm. But then when I got the call to host it on Friday, I literally put the flight like it was like Saturday 6 a.m. Mm-hmm. So I was literally was going to host and then take the flight and be gone. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's when the first time he canceled. Mm. So this shit didn't even happen anyway. Yeah, but at the end of the day, it's, yeah. it's just one of these things, especially at the beginning for me, because number one, people didn't see me do it. And it was like, okay, who the fuck is this guy? It was harder to secure gigs. Mm-hmm. So you had to make sure the first year, year and a half, like you... Sure, sometimes you don't get paid. Sometimes you get paid half of the mm-hmm. money you were promised. But eventually, once you start to build that up, then, you know, yeah. you get to call the shot. Now it's like, I, I get to, even though I'm not there yet, I still get to choose and pick and stuff like that. What right? you want to do? Yeah. Mm, cool. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It was it was a good experience. I can't even lie. Was- now, um, sorry, I have to cut you off. I, I want to talk a little bit about your YouTube journey because you do do YouTube, which mm-hmm. is like your bread and butter, right? Like the- Would you say that? I mean, I don't know. I don't know. But I, ha, ha. so when I was looking at your YouTube, I went. I always watched the first video. Oh no! Don't tell me you watched the first <laughs> video. Oh no! I did. That's like one of the. Every time I look back, I cringe. Really? That video, it's one of the funniest videos, like, without even trying, mm-hmm. but it's also, like, what the hell am I doing? You know what I mean? Like, but, I don't know. But that's the, the, and that's what I like. So I went to watch the first video that uh-huh. you did, and I was dying. I'm like, damn. Like, you know, when I you, you can tell, like, you're very raw in what you are doing. Yeah. It's not like now when you're like, y'all got to put the camera here, I got to yeah. do all of this. You're just going based on instincts. And then I went and watched the the latest video at the time. So I wanted to ask you, like, how... What was the journey like? You know what I mean? Because I also think YouTube, it is one of the hardest shit to get into. Do you think so? <sighs> I think I it's easy to get into YouTube? It's so? not hard. It's dedication, I think. You have to be very, like... You have to... Me... Okay. <laughs> I don't so know. So talk to me about the beginning. Yeah, beginning. So... The one time I did my first intro video, right. I didn't know I was doing it. My friend said, you know you really need to do a YouTube channel. And that was like, I don't know what year that was. I was, I think, le- high school, about to be done. Or, yeah, about to be done high school. My friend came to my house. <laughs> we went to Dalarma. We bought, like, a thing to stick on my mirror <laughs> for our phone. <laughs> And then she's like, okay, she sat there in the washroom with me. Yeah, my first video was in the washroom. My first two videos were like in the washroom. <laughs> she sat in the, she sat there and she recorded. And all you could see her is laughing. Like, you know, she's laughing on the side. Like, because I was like, bruh, I don't know what I'm going to do. Yeah. You know? So she's like, no, just like do an introduction. It doesn't have to be long. Just tell them about yourself and tell them what you're going to, what they're getting into. So I was just talking. 
but half of the time I didn't know what I was saying so you like we put in bloopers in there so I was like uh I don't know what to say yeah. but that video was funny but yeah I've grown a lot from <laughs> from watching other people but yeah somebody comes to you now and tells you I'm gonna start a YouTube channel mm -hmm. what is the three most important things that you tell them right away that this is just start yeah okay. this I'm about to start yeah just start <clears throat> I'd say don't try to perfect it just start but we have the tools to perfect it even if we don't have the camera equipment now mm -hmm. you know your iPhones are up to date you know good quality Find some good ass lighting. You don't have to get a ring light all of a sudden. Get good lighting. Yeah. Um, and know what you're talking about. I guess get a, a bit of structure or something. And don't Practice force your it. Speech don't force of, it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I feel like people force it so much. And I'm like, this is not you. This is so not hey guys, you. Yeah. Like, and I'm like, those intros, they, no, and I'm like cringe no, but some people just really want to do YouTube. And it's like, sometimes it's not for you. Yeah. You know, I'm not saying. YouTube is for everybody, but sometimes I watch YouTube and I'm like, yo, this is trash. Like, yeah. why am I watching? You know what? People might people might feel the same way about me. Like, this is trash, but yeah. I'm like, bro, this is, I'm not faking my identity. You know, yeah. this is who I am in real life if you get to know me. You know what I mean? Like, in real life, I remember some people be like, oh, hey, I've seen you on YouTube, and I'm like, uh. No, some people just look at me randomly and I'm like, oh. Is she gonna say something? <laughs> Are they gonna say something to me? But okay, maybe the relate. It's like, oh, I don't want, I don't want to come off as rude. But if I'm looking at you and you're looking at me, I'm gonna look at you. I'm not gonna say anything. But yeah. and if you come after me, come up to me after and say, oh, I see you. Okay, that's where you know me from. Yeah. But yeah, just good lighting. Start. Just start. Yeah. Um, don't wait on anybody to perfect it or whatever. Um, and use what you have. Don't go and come and kill yourself and you can't afford to do this stuff, okay? You know how long it took me to buy a camera of my own? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what was it? I think it was income tax. <laughs> <laughs> no, I lied. It wasn't income tax. No, I lied. It wasn't income tax. It is income tax no, season, by the way. Yeah, it is. Some of y'all about up. to be yeah. stuck for the gram like a mother. Yeah. You know what I mean? So what's it called? I saved up because the camera I wanted was a vlogging camera. Yeah. Um, because I seen this girl use it, G90, Canon G9X, something like that. Mm. That's the camera. I But my, the camera I used to be using is my brother's. My brother's old camera. And he's like a photographer. So mind you, imagine your brother is buying cameras before you. So I was using his stuff. But then it took me like maybe two years to buy my own camera. Yeah. And yeah, so I was like, yeah, take time to invest too if you want. Like if you want to perfect your perfect your craft and everything I, I feel like I, I was having a conversation with somebody this week they want to start a podcast mm -hmm. and then um, they had this elaborate plan which I respected and then person was talking yeah you know I got the I got six episodes you know that I'm going to record I got the titles mm -hmm. so she's saying all this thing and I'm like nah, I ain't do all that you yeah. know what I mean I was like I was like so when you plan on launch, you was like, oh, sometimes in, I think, September or something like that. I was mm -hmm. like, yo, we're in January. What the fuck yeah, is this? Yeah, get like, started. That's a whole nine months. Yeah. So I was like, yo, you, you got the microphones. Mm -hmm. It's very important that the sound... I, I always tell people, if you're going to start podcasting, your sound has to be on point. Because mm -hmm. you don't want people tuning in and they fighting with sound mm -hmm. to get to your content. It's like, yo, your sound, y'all using one mic, you hear this shit going... You know what I mean? Like... Mm -hmm. I was like, make sure if you get that, and it's a small investment, it's probably two hundred dollars to get you started. Mm -hmm. Then you could think about like 
flyers and logos and mm-hmm. I mean I, all my shit. If you go look at my page, like my my first flyer, I used to print screen the the SoundCloud uh, page and then post it. Yeah. So that I gradually was like, no, I need to start doing posts. And then now I created a template and then you know I mean everything took two. I mean I'm two years in and I still work to improve small bits and pieces mm-hmm. at a time. And also. I had to learn how to record myself because I knew if I was to go to a studio, that podcast would have lasted a month. <laughs> studio station about three, four, five hundred dollars. Exactly, a session. yeah. So ten episodes, you're already like. Uh-huh. So when I see people do that, I was like, yeah, like why don't you just choose the other route? But I also think that people just think it's instant gratification. Like, I'm going to start a podcast and my life is going to change. Mm. And then once they get in it, they're like, yo, I ain't making no money. Mm. The fuck am I talking about this shit every week? <laughs> And then within six months, it's like a lot of people I've started with no longer even do podcasts anymore. Mm. People that I know yeah. that started YouTube when I was starting don't, they have bought everything. And I remember they used to think I was crazy. Like, yo, how you gonna make money? I was like, you know what? I haven't figured that out. Me either. You, you know, know what I mean? Until this day, sometimes I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> sometimes people are asking me so many questions and yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. You don't know yet. I just, my brother told me about like, you know, having AdSense and that's how you make money, mm-hmm. right? But YouTube has changed the rules now so you have to have a certain amount of subscribers. Right, I heard you gotta have a thousand subscribers yeah. in 4,000 minutes. Yeah, exactly. Before you even start to make To make money. money, exactly. And we're not there yet. So, and people really get frustrated that they want to start making money like this girl i know she wanted she just wanted to make money and i'm like bro your content ain't even it yet you know what i mean you don't like exactly you you don't you just want to get money and it's like it's a process you know what i mean i'm still trying to get there and i feel like this year god willing this year i will reach my 1k subscribers i'm almost there Mm -hmm. but yeah there's some people that have started after me and have surpassed me you know what i mean it's like i'm not i don't I'm not mad at that because yeah. I know my time will come. Yeah. So that's your time, my time. You might have no more content in a few months yeah. and I still have, you know, and I'm putting out things. So I'm like, honestly, it's timing. I'm going to make money when the time is right. Yeah. I think so. for me, what helped me, <clears throat> I knew I wasn't going to make, I, initially I wasn't going to make money off pocket because you need X amount of listens mm-hmm. and whatever, whatever. But I knew if I perfected my speaking and all that stuff, I can make money hosting, mm. right? So that's but the but podcast definitely was the platform to make me was like, oh maybe you can host because you're talking to Mike or whatever, mm. and then people taking chances on me, and then I've cashed it in that way, right? Mm. And I know a lot of people, and I was telling them is like, but also even with hosting, like I've been in African entertainment damn near ten years, mm. so even that, like while I was in the background, like I was watching people host and I was learning things. It's almost like I was going through practice and then. Because uh, a lot of people are surprised when they see me host for the first time. Like, yo, you've been doing this a long time. I was like, nah, like, especially my first time. I remember doing my first time at AfroFest, which was hectic because, you know, it was people that was doing it before me, right? So now I get introduced and they're like, the fuck is this guy? Toronto is also a tough You know what I mean? Like, it's like the crowd is tough. They don't know who the fuck you are. They don't get your jokes. Toronto's terrible. <laughs> Toronto's- I mean, honestly, the crowd is one thing, yeah. but the one thing that surprised me is the people before you don't even embrace you. So now it's mm-hmm. like, nah, put them at one o'clock. One o'clock is nobody there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like, so they, w- like I'm saying, like they wait for you to fail just so they could go back and go, see, I told you, mm-hmm. why you gonna put this guy? Why but people like that though? People are terrible. The other way, like it was backfiring because like even people was like, yo, like 
Fuck, you, you look like you was doing your thing. That's, that's my first time. Like, nah, it can't mm. be. No way. There's no way. <laughs> and then you build from that, and then eventually, now I'm like, nah, I don't want the one o'clock slot. Put me on five. Like, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then you slowly built that. But it's like, people can't wait for you to fail at something because everybody wants things for themselves. So I'm like, yo, you've been doing this shit 10 years. Like, let somebody else get a crack at it. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? But also, they don't work on anything outside of it so when they hold on to it it's like yo I want to be here forever but everything that we do is a moment mm. there's a next young guy coming up and he gonna be more fire more in tune he gonna have the crowd you're gonna have to get the fuck out the way at some point <laughs> yep and I mean either you do it by force or by yeah. you know what I mean so um, what was I about to say I lost my train of thought but essentially looking back so I wanna ask you we're gonna get into um, expectations Mm. In what sense? What do you feel? Do you feel pressure when it comes to expectation? Like, for example, in what you do with YouTube, do you feel like people expect you to be one way or you just tunnel vision with what you're trying to mm. put out to the world? Uh, I don't really care what people think. Do, think. You, do you take in, like, um, any constructive criticism? Oh, of course. Is, is it people that you talk to for that? Um... There's always people that are like, you know, I want to get constructive criticism, but there's also a way to say it. You know what I mean? Like, um, I'm, yeah, I'm for the constructive criticism. I sure. think that that's how somebody gets better. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, but nobody really has, like, given me constructive criticism um, like that. You know, people just say, oh, um, when am I going to be on your channel? <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? That's it's it? like, Everybody yeah. Everybody just want to come on yeah. and be like, but they're not. Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, do you even subscribe to my channel? Like, do you even you watch? Know? Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. No, I, um, no, 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 not really. My friend sometimes, like, you know, my friend mentioned to me, like, you need to stop filming in your house. And I'm like, bruh. <laughs> but what are you supposed to film? Exactly. I don't understand. You want me to, you know what I mean? You want me to rent a space? And I'm cool with renting a space you know for something but it's like now that i think that i said but when i reach 1k is when i'm gonna switch up the things you know what i mean i'm not gonna give you guys free content like that you know what i mean like i need to be earning something for me to decide to move Mm -hmm. somewhere else you know because if my house is my house is fine i don't think there's a problem with my house house i could change the background i could do something like this you know what i mean like you guys won't know but yeah so that that's the most i've gotten change your setting I guess I, I have a hard time I don't I only reach out to people that I'm friends with and like trying to be like yo why did you do this or, or trying to understand what it is uh, And I, but I find that people they always look at it like like people don't have an intent of listening right it's almost like as soon as you say something they're like oh nah but mm-hmm. I'm good but this shit been working but it's like okay cool mm-hmm. so I'm very like careful on what I what you say. say to people because I know they, they'll take it the wrong way mm-hmm. but honestly if, if I even have that conversation with you it's because I want you as a human being to be, to be better, better. Exactly. because I think you will be good for mm-hmm. the ecosystem mm-hmm. right so it's like somebody win is not a loss but I know a lot of times people are not even open to having those conversations mm-hmm. and also I have an issue if you're my friend and you never gave me constructive criticism I have an issue with that really yeah 
How you my friend? You know, like, cause some of my friends don't even watch my channel. To be honest, how you feel about that? How you um, feel about? How do we feel about friends not supporting? Um, sometimes, sometimes it, it sometimes it's Stings. annoying. It's annoying. Like yeah. you know, like it doesn't it doesn't take that long to watch a video. You know what I mean? Meanwhile, like, she watching anybody else's video. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> you stay on the social media, <laughs> you watch movies, and it, you know it does it does hurt. I guess, but. Yeah. That's what, that's, what you, that's what you see all the time if you go on social media. People that don't even know you will support you before your own people. You know what I mean? Oh, but I mean, I think I've definitely gotten way more support. Like, so for me, how it started is when my friends saw other people embracing me, mm, now that's they're like, they yo, go, like, yeah, exactly, and they want to You put, wasn't with me shooting this, you know what I mean? the gym, okay. You know what I'm saying? You better yeah, back you know up. I, and I think yeah. some friendship, uh, some people I don't talk to, not because of that, because I was like, yo, you really, you were happy seeing me struggle. Mm -hmm. Your intention was to never see me win. Mm -hmm. Therefore, when, when it looks, and I think perspective is everything, when it looks like I'm winning, now you're really, like, mm -hmm. annoyed. Mm -hmm. But it's like, why do you want all yeah. of us to struggle all the time? Exactly. Like, what's I'm, the point that's of... That's what I'm saying. I'm, well, I'm, I'm doing it on my own, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if nobody wants to support me or like is showing it like you might say oh yeah you know yeah i'm gonna watch it later or whatever but also a question do you support other people yeah 100 percent. okay okay what are you trying to say <laughs> if your content is good i'm gonna support you you know what i mean but, like, but, but, but what if but sometimes it don't gotta be sh sharp you know what i mean like it could be like i, I start supporting somebody if i see potential in what you're doing mm-hmm like your music, if your music is 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 good, but not the best. And like I'm saying, when I start to see you bubble up, and also I support people who I know, if they were to win, they would be good for the ecosystem. Like I'm mm -hmm. saying, like, I got to, and shout out to Chris. Chris is an artist. He came on the podcast, and I met him at AfroFest. Mm. And then this guy calls me, like, almost every week, yo, I got these songs. I'm, I'm trying to come to you. I want you to listen. Because I always give him, like, yeah, I don't like this. This is trash. Mm. Like, no, this is... <laughs> That's what you tell him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but, but like, and that's, the reason why I tell him that is, like, yo, you can tune that up and then whatever. Because he does do... He, his music is good. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not a fan of everything he does, mm -hmm. but he's the type of person that I know if he wins, he not only will put people on, mm -hmm. but... You know what I mean? So I think that also matters in a sense. But if you feel like you're already the hot shit and mm -hmm. you're not, you mm -hmm. don't have an open mind, I wouldn't even bother with it. Mm -hmm. People I really support, like, I genuinely want to embrace them. You see what I mean? Win, yeah. And um, shout out to everybody else I gave a shout out to at the beginning. They probably don't even know. You know, I'm not doing it for them to know, but it's like, yo, I seen they was doing mm -hmm. something and I was like, yo, let me, mm -hmm. let me help push it for forward kind of thing. Yeah. So support your folks, even if yeah. they're trash. Even if <laughs> <laughs> at the beginning. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if they're rough yeah. around the edges, they'll come around. Yeah, you know, you know they will come around. But I, I think I said this year, like I don't care if you support me or not, but I'm gonna support the next person. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I said, yeah, it's time for people to support people because I feel like in Toronto the support is trash. You you think so? Terrible. We don't pay. I feel like we don't pay it for it. Mm -hmm. We we're until. When we make it, then we stop. Mm -hmm. But before we make it, we're like, yo, I'm coming to your event. I'm supporting your thing. No. I'm retweeting. But once somebody makes it, I feel no. like it's like, ah. No, 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 no. Y'all can struggle anymore. People don't even like coming to people's events. You know what I mean? And it's like, some people, sometimes the events are even free. 
and you don't want to go because what does it benefit me? You know what I mean? And I, I hate that. I hate that so much. And that's why I'm like, sometimes I fear, like, I, like, I don't fear, but like, like, imagine if you're, you put your, like, people put their hard earned money to have an event, yeah. and everybody's like, yeah, I'm gonna come, yeah, you, you retweet it, you repost it, but where are you Yo. at the event? Yeah. You know what I mean? Just because you have to wake up a little bit early just to get there, you don't want to show up. Yeah. But when you see big things happening for that person, oh, my friend. I feel like support is, and I mean, and we can have a two hours conversation about this, mm-hmm. but I feel like you start to realize how important it is when you launch something. Mm-hmm. That's when you realize, oh shit, like mm-hmm. this shit does matter. It might open up your eyes, but by then it might be too late because now 15 year old friends started businesses, you never even spent a dollar towards it, right? Yeah. So it's like now you throw yourself into YouTube, and, and I see people do that all the time, and it's like, and I'm sure they're like, damn, I got all these followers, but nobody fucks with it. Mm-hmm. Because nobody could really relate to you on a one-on-one basis, mm-hmm. and it's like, ah, eh, you go ahead and struggle and see what the life is like. Yeah, man. I want to ask you a question. I, I saw, and this I was in Niger too when this shit happened when mm-hmm. um, the Drake interview. Ooh, the uh, Afrobeats. <laughs> and I want to get your your perspective. Oh my on goodness! It. Okay. Um, well, just to put it out there, I didn't watch the interview. I just watched the clip. So I started to watch the interview. Mm-hmm. Let me see if I can even pull it up. But so I was watching this this interview. Damn, I don't know if I could find it because this was it was a minute ago. Um, let me see if I could go through. But I was watching the interview, and it went along the line that Drake says or claimed that he put us on that he doesn't he put on Afro. And okay. Um, Let's dissect them. Okay, bit. yeah, no, you didn't put on Afrobeats. <laughs> one, you know, I like Drake. You know, I get it. You've made it. You know, you're top of the top right now. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like sometimes you don't have to speak on things. And I feel like you can even tell his demeanor in the interview. Like he felt like even if he didn't say it, like oh, that I put on Afrobeat, whatever. His he rolled his eyes or did this. Like, he's like, he's like, yeah, you know, they're not going to, like, credit me or whatever. It's like, no, why do we have to credit you? You know how long African music has been? You know, it's like... I think, hold on, I think I got, I got the clip. Let me see if I can play, just so it gives people to listen mm-hmm. a little bit of perspective. You know, I'm obviously always, like, deeply invested in the dance hall space. Um, Afrobeats has become one of the biggest genres in the world. Look at his facial expressions. Um, you know, obviously... Yeah, I mean, I think, I think, yeah, I think, like, come closer, one dance. Like, first of all, the music goes, like, the music those artists make in that space. There's nothing better than that. Right. So I'll never sit here and say, oh, one dance is like the best uh, Afrobeats record. But I do think that 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 genre deserved to get this popular, and I'm very happy that. I was able to even be part of that conversation. So, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm just, yeah, I mean, I'm inspired by Now, good thing I, I, I listened to this again. I think, I think what he was trying to say is, okay, let's dissect it. For sure, Afrobeat is, Drake did not put Afrobeat on the map, hmm. right? And I think it's very important, especially North American, and, and I want to talk to y'all real quick. I go to Africa. Uh, I go to Niger, I go to, I went to Ghana. The truth of the matter is, when you are in, depending on the country you're in, you don't really hear hip-hop. Mm. 
right? It's not a they don't it's not a thing that happens there. Mm-hmm. And I think if you're somebody who's been living in a North American bubble all your life, Drake is your is the guy that puts you on into this type of music, mm-hmm. right? So for those people, I can see how he brought it and you know, your average Canadian or American is like, oh, who, yo, what's happening? Mm-hmm. But let's be clear, it's, Africa has 54 countries. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many billion people live now. I don't have the number, but in retrospect, it's like, yo, this shit was popping there before. for a long, mm-hmm. long time. Now, if you've been living in a bubble and you don't take time to experience the world and I think the internet Instagram has now opened up people's eyes like I was in Ghana um, in Niger this past December December 2019 mm-hmm. I've not heard one Drake song <laughs> hmm. I don't know did, did, did you feel like he misspoke a little bit yeah he should have spoke properly like, cause that that clip actually pissed me off. Like, <laughs> it did, it did. I, no, I, you know what I mean. I like, don't, I don't comment on shade room, yeah. but I was like, yo, Drake, if you don't get the fuck out of here with you this, you know what I mean. Like, ah, uh, like why? Are you, so that's what I'm saying. Sometimes you don't have to speak when you don't know how to properly answer things. Sometimes just next question. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, uh, does he deserve some credit? No. At all. No. Period. You know what I mean? Like, you decided to join Afrobeats because Afrobeats was getting popping yeah, at the time. Drake always jumps bandwagon, okay? I'm not hating on you, but you do. You know what I mean? Like, he always jumps on the bandwagon, okay? Afrobeats was be getting popping at the time. What was what was coming out for him to even start? Whiskey was just getting bigger. David O was getting bigger. You know what I mean? And they were having concerts at the time. I think it was like, what year was it when he did One Dance and Come Closer? Uh, 2014? Okay. 15? Yeah. Don't quote me on it. I think yeah. it's... Is it? Because uh, I remember it was all about dancehall at the time, those times. Even yeah. in high school dances, you would never hear African music. You know what I mean? Nobody would ever... People don't even like Africans. Okay? They'll say, ew, you're African. Ew, you're African. We don't... <laughs> you know what I mean? Everybody wanted to be Jamaican. Everybody was lying to people. Oh, I'm half Jamaican. Yeah, I'm yeah, half yeah. from this place. Nobody liked us, okay? But now, because we're popping, we've been popping, but now that because you guys recognize it, he decided to go and add Whiskey on the track. First of all, you could barely hear him in one of the songs. You know what I mean? I don't know what you try- I don't know what you were trying to do. You could barely hear him in one dance. You know what I mean? Girl's not having it. Okay. No, you could barely hear him in one dance. Yeah. And... The Come Closer... What's the song that he had Popcorn on to that he did the remix? Oh, I can't remember. Controller or whatever. But... Was it Whiskid, yeah, 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 Whiskid yeah, yeah. was on the track too, and yeah, there was yeah. a time where they even nobody was playing that the Whiskid part at the club. It was only the Popcorn version yeah. at the club. So like you guys, the track, you know yeah. what I mean? He he did a good job. Popcorn killed the track, but like you just he he just used the Whiskid at the time. You know what I mean? You used him for little for the beat. Whoever mixed the beat for you, you used him. You could barely hear him in the song. Yeah. You know what I mean? And your song went bumping. Um, I think I think Come Closer was probably one of the biggest uh, Whiskey track. Uh, but anybody familiar with Afrobeat know that like I mean Whiskey. My introduction. So growing up, I was hip hop all the way. Mm-hmm. I never listened to Afrobeat I wasn't. at all, none whatsoever. Um, then I moved to Toronto, and then I met my brother-in-law, and then he started taking me to African party, and mm-hmm. I was like, oh. What, the, <laughs> what, what, what is this? You know what I mean? Like, and then I completely 
switch. Like right now, I barely listen to hip hop. Mm. Like I listen to hip hop when Drake or or the like, you know, the prominent. Yeah. Like I'm no longer like finding out who's the up and coming artist. Mm-hmm. But in Afrobeat, that's where I became. Like I, I'll catch a song way early before it even everybody hears it. Hears it. Yeah. And also, I realized, yo, I like to dance. I like to have fun. Mm-hmm. And hip hop just don't give me those vibes mm-hmm. when I'm in the club. They don't. Afrobeat and African music does. So, and also, I can remember um, a time where, like, like I'm saying, like my brother-in-law, they've been doing events since ten plus years ago. Yeah. So think about what the what what it, what it was like in Toronto back then to have those Africa parties. It was like only two or three promoters. Not like what it is now when you go to Kensington Market, you have Afrobeat. When you go to Social Light, when yeah. you go to, uh, even like for the culture, now they got an African DJ. Social Light. They need to have a bigger space though. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, I, I, I don't know if they ready for that yet. You don't think so? I think the... What makes people want to go is you know it's going to be cramped. Yeah. You know that the space yeah. is limited. You're going there. But as soon as it becomes bigger, then, it's you know, it's be. like that No, place, I feel like just a little bit bigger. We need to breathe. We can't breathe when you go but, but and we're outside. That's what makes, makes it those, worse. <laughs> those snaps. It, that's it looks what makes lit. You wanna it makes it there. look lit. But and once you're in there, you realize, damn, yo, this shit ain't fun. At the beginning. No, it is. I stopped going. The reason why I stopped going is because I kept seeing myself on everybody snap. I'm like, yo... <laughs> I'm here to have fun, you know what I'm saying? I'm not here for people to be like, yo, Ibu's in, you know what I mean? Like, that kind uh-huh. of stuff. So then, now when I started going, I would, like, be in the corners. Mm-hmm. I just, I have a hard time, like, when you having fun, put the phone down, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, do one snap, of course. Do one, yo, yo, yeah. yo, and then put the phone away, yeah. like, enjoy the moment. I don't want to go home and experience a party that I was just at. Uh- through my phone, like yo, I was there. I should have yeah. been able to take that all uh-huh. the way in. You know what I mean? So I think I think if they get a bigger space, it, it would uh, it would take away from that experience. Because I think part okay. of it is the fact that you know you, the shit is limited. You uh-huh. know, if you're not there by six thirty, you can't get in. Forget about yeah. it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and I think that's what adds to it. But um, back to what I was saying about the whole Drake situation is like, I think he now that I listen back to the clip. I think what he was trying to say is he introduced Afrobeat to uh, white America. And I think he Maybe. gets a check mark for it, but he did not make the genre popping because it was, it was, I think it was going to happen whether it was him or not. Because even when you see Meek Mills doing collaboration with Davido, when <laughs> yeah. you're seeing like, uh, who else? Like, um, what's the dude called? Uh, to do with one eye what's the name Fetty, Fetty Wab was on AOJ's track can I get a oh, number yeah. like we oh, talking yeah. like all those so people are starting to I look I forgot about that now you see That's Fabulous um, doing a song with um, with Davido you seen uh, what's it called Casanova mm-hmm. his biggest song is Tory Lane and Davido 2am mm-hmm. like when you start to see that you realize yo like especially in New York I'm sure they're a lot more exposed to it mm-hmm. right I knew that this shit was gonna go off when you go to Jamaican events mm. and you, and you hear, hear African music. music. Yeah, and that's Jamaicans how I was like, do Yo, not play our music yeah, like yeah, that. They don't, and they don't. And also, you gotta think about it. At the time, they didn't need to. Yeah, their genre was, was popping. It, it was so when y'all hear yeah. Drake on the Jones, the Tang, and this, he 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 gets it from that. Mm-hmm. And I think, um, yeah, to the average person that don't know, of course, Drake to them is is God when it comes to that. But mm-hmm. I think. 
you got to dig a little deeper, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? But Drake, for me, has definitely introduced me to, like, some of the Spanish artists. Like, the song he did, M.I.A. Bro, I don't listen to Oh, that song, you never heard of that? M.I.A. Yeah. With Bunny, what's it called? Let me play it for you. That's the thing. Me. Oh, that's, that's, a, that's a tune. What you Me mean? and music. I, oh, I'm, I, I love music. I'm mostly in tune with my African side now. You know the song? No. You know the song? No. Oh, this is a big tune. No? No. You speak. <laughs> I never heard this in my life. No, 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 oh. no, 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 no. That's the thing, though. You see, I, really? I've completely switched off my music from hip hop. Like, I listen to hip hop sometimes. This is like, this is like, um, this is like modern mm-hmm. reggaeton. Okay, right? but so when I hear a song like that, then I'm like, yo, who does Bad Bunny do? So it makes me go dig into the uh-huh. music. Um, also, well, not through Drake, but there was a DJ that I used to listen to out of the UK. I used to listen to his mixes. And then through him, I was able to find Jay Huss. Mm. And now I found Jay Huss, and then I was able to go find uh, Notes and all these NSG other guys, and, uh, yeah. Youngin and all these uh-huh. stuff. And I think to a certain extent, but I'm smart enough to know that, like, yo, Drake did not put on reggaeton. Reggaeton mm. is it's been there, okay? Popping, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, so I think to the average person to spend the time on the internet, like, this, that's your introduction to it, so you give Drake the credit, but... Uh, Drake, please do us a favor. Shut the fuck up. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know and the thing is, sometimes I'm please. scared. Sometimes I'm scared to talk about these things because I know that I will get to the level one day where yeah, I passionate. can, where I would see these celebrities on maybe in passing. You know yeah. what I mean? So that's why I sometimes I do not want to speak on things because when he's gonna be like, "Yo, that one time I heard you on that podcast and you were talking shit about me." You know what I mean? So that's why he won't mess with you. But I'm like, I'm not hating on you. I'm just saying yeah. you could have worded your words a different. Way, yeah, you know what I mean. I mean, yeah. in hindsight, when you look at it now, mm-hmm. you be like, "Yo, he could have." But I think while it was happening, you don't, you know, you don't you're, think in the moment. Yeah, you're not thinking you don't. About. So, but even like out of two hours and thirty minutes, that's all people took you know from I mean? it. They you took know what from I mean? It and then they ran it, with it exactly, and that's what it is. That's, yeah. how, that's what the media is now. It's not a friendly place. You know, that's I think that's why celebrities do not. Should like we the media. be scared of what we say though? Like, should we? Um, no. One, that's why people don't really like Charlemagne, and hmm. people don't like. Okay, Wendy Williams is messy, but that's her job. You yeah, know what she, I mean? No, so, she's she messy. Yeah, she's she super is. Messy. She is messy, and I don't want to be like that. You know what I mean? I want I don't want to be people that celebrities like to come to. Like Oprah, to you want to do the Oprah vibe? To hear, people have canceled Oprah these days. I don't know why. Why? Because she's been doing some some sneaky things. Talk I to guess. me, like what? I think the Michael Jackson thing that she oh, finding the, I, never. Did she cancel it? I don't know what happened, but people have canceled her for that. You know, the cancel culture is big now, whatever. But yeah, I don't... Me, I want to be like that celebrity who... You know, that person... Not a celebrity, but that person that people want to talk to. You know, mm. if you want to let something out, come to my show. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, um, but yeah, I just... Yeah, I guess people are scared of the media, and yeah. So... I mean, you got... you got Charlamagne said you got to speak your truth mm-hmm. so nobody can use it against you. Mm-hmm. I, I believe in that. I think... Mm-hmm. Um, I stand here, you know, I could be corrected. Like I'm saying, like my reaction to it when I first seen it, mm-hmm. I went off. I was like, yeah, Drake, if you yeah, don't. me too. I was mad. And then yeah. some people, some people did dissect it. They were like, I feel like Drake meant this. And after I read what they mm-hmm. said, I was like, okay, you know what? Maybe they're right. 
maybe Drake didn't mean to say what he said, yeah. but it just came out that way. I think what threw me off is that title. That title said it said what it said, and mm-hmm. then I ran with the it. Shade room. But honestly, now that I that I that I listened to what he said, I know he meant to say like, "Yo, I I gotta get credit for bringing that over to America." Mm-hmm. And I mean, to what he's saying to an extent, he is right because even the journalist is like, "Oh yeah, like." Yeah, you brought this. So even them, they don't. Who was know it? Who was it? Was it Ebro? Uh, no, it was uh, what's it called? Uh, uh, Rap Radar Podcast. I, I don't like Ebro at all. Ebro? No, I like him. I, th- I do I think not he, like him he, at he's all. He's speaking some real shit. Nah, man. Sometimes, sometimes he just doesn't have his facts right. I mean, who was he? Ta- I don't know. But every time he talks to like these African artists, he always tries to say some dumb stuff. But but <clears throat> not to cut you off. Mm. It is our fault because we go places where we're not celebrated, we're tolerated. So mm-hmm. you, you think about it this way, like, for example, even when African artists come in Toronto, promoters don't give them outlets to certain medium because they're like, oh, they're not big enough, mm-hmm. they're not this, they can't do nothing for you. But the people that understands you are able to tell your story better. Mm-hmm. So when Davido goes on Breakfast Club, I'm like, for what? Bro? They they what are they, they going to talk about? Un- yeah. yeah. What are they going to ask you? They yeah. don't really understand. They've never been to Nigeria. Mm-hmm. They don't understand what you're Now they're starting to go back to Ghana because Ghana is a popular place to go now in December for yeah, some reason. Yeah, I'll be honest reason. with you. I'm, I don't know if I, if I go back to Ghana, man. <laughs> is it overwhelming? Oh, my goodness. It was... Yeah, I, to me, it's like, yo, you're in a whole different country across the world. Mm-hmm. Why well, am I still seeing everybody seeing t- <laughs> in Toronto? And I, I feel like, and and this I will get into a little bit deeper. I went back home to Niger in with intention. I went there to do something. I didn't mm-hmm. go there to be drunk my and whole that's two what weeks there. Doing. You know Party, what I mean? I didn't partying, go there to. Partying. You don't buy bottles in Toronto, but you got bottle service in Ghana. <laughs> Is it, it cheap? It, yeah, it's cheaper. Okay. Right? But still, like, you, you'll still spend $100, mm-hmm. right, on bottle soap. But it's like, yo, you don't, like, it's bigger than that. And and I commend every Ghanaian that is here to go back home. Please, go back home. Invest your money. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like, even if you got to get your friends together and y'all buy land or y'all invest in a business, that's, to me, that's way more fulfilling mm-hmm. than going there and Snapchat the whole time you're in a club. I think that's what I'm gonna do though next you, December. You know what I mean? I'm like it's like, yo, go go, go, go yeah. put money. Um, for me, three things that stood out to me when I was there. There's a kid that I sponsor um, that I pay for his school fees back in Niger. Mm-hmm. Never met the kid. I got to meet him this time around, mm-hmm. and he has a tumor. There's oh. a tumor in his. I mean, he's. I don't even know if he'll make it past ten or whatever it is. Yeah. Right? Which is very sad, but like. When I got there, like, his parents was like, we got to meet this guy. And they were like, when I went to see the giraffe, his dad took me there. Because obviously he can't pay me nothing. But he's like, yo, at least I could drive you. I could show you around. And I think this is how we make an impact. Mm -hmm. Right? Because they can't afford to pay the school fees for this kid. Mm -hmm. I'm doing it. And and last year I even raised some funds through my birthday uh, party that I did. Mm -hmm. Um, And then... This kid at least get a chance to, like, have three meals a day while at school because I pay for all of that. Mm -hmm. And he at least, for the time being, he could kind of dream and be, like, one less thing to worry about. Now, in the grander scheme of things, it's not big because I wish I could even, like, sponsor his medical needs and things Mm -hmm. like that. But to me, that's impactful. It's always like, yo, if you're blessed, pay it forward. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I don't mind you buying bottles because... Honestly, I didn't even have to when I went back home because everybody was buying me shit. Mm. Everybody just wanted me to be in their booth, so I didn't have to. Mm-hmm. 
But I know that like, yo, you can't be doing shit here, which is meaningless, and then go back home and then still, there's no meaning behind Uh your whole trip. Like you went there, you spent five grand just to have a lit. Africa's not cheap. People keep playing. Why do you think I've never been back to Congo? But honestly, it is doable. I buy my tickets seven months in advance before I go. Okay. Right? So you buy, you know, grand and a half. Mm-hmm. Which honestly, we go to we go to Jamaica for a week and we pay that. Like the problem is, we got to start learning. Yo, this money that we say we don't have, we do. Mm-hmm. We just don't spend it where it's meaningful. Mm-hmm. All we want to do is have fire your ass um, vacation pics and everybody's like, yo, this shit. But it's like mm. that's all you did. did like you really have a good time. <laughs> did, you know what I <laughs> mean? Um, Damn, I forgot what I was saying before. But I think, but but I think to what we're talking about is like, yo, be go back home and be intentional about mm. being there. Like make honestly, I went there, I spent two two weeks and some change. And yo, I came back, I almost didn't even do the podcast no more. Why? <laughs> because I, I got a new sense of inspiration. I'm oh. like, yo, when we talking numbers, like when I'm like I'm saying, like being there and be like, yo, you can start building your own home, and mm-hmm. I'll never get to do that here. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Oh, so yeah. it's like, so you coming back with like, yo, why am I pre- like? I don't want to pretend like I'm doing it. No, I want to actually do it. For mm. Like I'm, I don't want to tell y'all stories, uh, but I love this podcast too. And so I was like, yeah, but I did have to take some time off, kind <laughs> yeah. of thing. But it's like for me, it's like, yo, and I want to show people that it's like, yo, you can do it. If mm-hmm. everybody put in two grand, y'all could go in there and own land, and I got land that. It's farmland. It's like 10 acres or whatever. And then people rent it and then they use it to farm. Mm-hmm. So that's like residual income that I don't... That's happening there. You know what I mean? So it's like, who the fuck am I to be in that position to do it? You see what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so be intentional about these trips. I think it's fun to go back, but we can't just all go celebra- in and, and, and... All these celebrities and are going back yeah. and... Because it's fun, it's popping. Uh-huh. It looks fun. <laughs> yeah, you know I mean, we gonna, and everybody go like, "Yo, man, this guy was here." Oh my, no, but we we didn't need outsider approval to know that we cool. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I think we are we at a point where what you don't know, you can learn, and you can't let people set the narrative for for us. We mm-hmm. gotta set the tone for that. Mm-hmm. It got a little deep on here, but this is what yeah, we I do did. activism podcast. <laughs> That's what we do, baby. You know what I mean? Um, what was that last thing? We supposed to talk about one last thing that you put on your phone. Oh, um... Oh, you you you, you wanted to complain about African events. Yeah. Um, see... African concerts in Toronto. Your biggest pet peeve about it. Whoo, child. <laughs> Whiskey was the worst concert I ever experienced in my life. Worst... See, I'll take that little person because I was there. Okay, you know what I mean? that's fine. I, I was, was there too. I paid my money. I bought tickets I from didn't you. I no money. Oh, yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm going to be honest with you. Wizkid concert, I've made more money now hosting than I would have had I hosted. Really? Facts. When you're hosting, you'll get, I mean, a good pay is 500, right? You, you'll, you'll be between, let's say, 250 to 500 range. Like, those hosts. You just don't get more than that. Mm-hmm. Facts. But selling tickets, I think I made close to like a grand. Really? Yeah. Damn. Okay, well. And uh, this is after like, I, because it was initial money that you got to pay back. Like, mm-hmm. you get tickets, let's say if the threshold is 40 bucks, you sell at 80, you just made 40 bucks. And in my, in all of my involvement in African entertainment, 
Whisker ticket were the easiest to sell. Because everybody wanted to see Whisker. You know, the first time it flopped, right? Because for some reason, every the African before, artist yeah. always want to flop. Fix your visa issues before you come, please. I think it's not the visa thing. I think that's, that's, that's the press release. That's the press release story that you guys get. It had nothing to do with visa. If somebody doesn't come, two things. The money wasn't right mm-hmm. uh, or the money wasn't right. <laughs> okay. That, that's usually what it is because mm-hmm. an artist like Wizkid, 50K, he got to get it before he even think about coming. Mm. Now, if you're doing a, a concert as a promoter, that's that's a big sum to be out of because now if he gets a different booking, he cannot tell you, yo, I can't come on this day, switch it, but you've had money invested. You've done promo. Mm-hmm. You've pay for the venue you've paid for the whole like it's too many much money involved for you to just move it mm. case in point when the burner boy shit happened yeah i'm sad right? I, i'm so sad he I gave you all the story it. about but that wasn't it no 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 but i me i first me. they said visa then they yeah said and he then he was, a, he was a, you know he was at the border and apparently they didn't let him in i think that's true he didn't drive in though those guys don't drive. Yeah. But, <laughs> but apparently, yeah, they didn't let him cross the border. But I'm like, but So me, why did he come a week later? Oh, but I don't know. But me, <laughs> I was there, okay? We got there, but then everybody had a feeling that it wasn't going to happen. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. know why everybody had that feeling. Yeah. Everybody got there and were like, oh, nobody was mad. Yeah. People were mad because, some people were mad, but I'm like, all my friends were like, ah, whatever, we'll come see him next week. But me, I was going to Europe. So I'm like, bro, I'm going to get my money back because... Yeah. I can't. I, I don't get no to see him. Yet. You know what I mean. So I did get my money back, but yeah, I I'm sad that I missed the concert because it actually looked like it was good. Yeah. You know, Burner Boy has. I don't think he ever came to Toronto. That was his first time. No, that was his first time. And yeah. plus, that was like when he was hot. Exactly. Hot, hot. Um, yeah. No, it wasn't because if you get denied at a border, you don't get to come next week. That's not how. Exactly. That's not how it works. See, it doesn't make sense. Right. <laughs> so, so I'm like, what happened? <laughs> no, honestly, I think it, it was a. So here's the thing. He had a he had to be in um, New York the next day. There was the Afromo, whatever mm. it was. That is prestigious. Mm. It's so, not like the yeah. It's like I'm not I gonna say the Grammys of Africa, but it's it's the biggest award ceremony yeah. in North America. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think either that they also do it in Texas. I don't know if it's the same one. I have to look it up. But he wanted to be there for that, and he was like, "Yo, I'm too tired to just come in and do a show." And have to go back because he was already in Detroit, something like that. Mm, yeah. So he was like, "Yo, the conversation was around that. That was really why um, he couldn't come." And we got that confirmed because I know a couple of people in the industry, kind of thing. Uh, I'm mad when people don't tell the truth to mm. the general public. I'm mm-hmm. like, "Yo, you know what? People respect you more if you if you do that because if you're smart, the picture he posted, the fucking airport is empty." You ever been to an airport that's empty? Shit, man. Yeah, like, so when you start to look at the detail, I could look at it right now and go, yo, why are you playing with us? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But the general public, sad to say, are very stupid. Mm-hmm. So you're not putting two and two together, but I think uh, he came back. It, it looks like it was it was a little... I didn't I didn't know the promoters that did it. That one. That's how I was... People was hitting me up like, yo, I was like, I have no idea who's doing it. Mm-hmm. And this is... It, this goes to show how big Afrobeat has gotten, where, like... I think those guys are Nigerians. But, like, that video's coming in March. Not going. And it's Live Nation is doing the... Uh, Tickets. Yeah. That's in, that like U.S.? Yeah, it's a U.S. company that's doing it. So, it's like us that built the the the, um, the platform, the, the... They don't care about y'all. No yeah, we, they, you know, we too, we small timers. Yeah. Unfortunately. <laughs> and I'm not going to David O. Him, too. I experienced the worst things in my life at his concert. 
But we, we, we're going to be better. We're going to get better. I hope so. We, we've gotten much better. You know, I never fought in my life to get into somewhere, but the David O'Connor. I'm gonna be honest with you, yo, yo, To go to Jamaican parties, we always fighting, but we don't complain about that. Fighting to go to Jamaica, I never. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember. I don't. I, you and, and and I'm sure you can attest to this. You've been to dancehall Jamaican events. No. It's it is that's how you get into events. Jamaican events. If you don't even get there, if it starts at ten, you're not there by midnight. You might not even get in. They close the doors. They're full capacity. But you know, so but we don't complain about that. No, we but, complain okay, about. Okay, but me, I never been to a Jamaican dancehall party yeah. in my life. No, so I wouldn't know how that ever felt. But I remember the David O concert. They had it at like Finch. That place. That was in Finch. Yeah. Yeah. That place is trash. Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah, no, it's trash. The security was trash at the door. And every time I put that video up on, on Snapchat and said, this is the worst concert I ever experienced in my life, one of the girls that was part of the promotion, she's like, it's not even their fault. And I'm like, I don't care. The concert was trash. Yeah. Okay? Um, first of all, why are we fighting to get inside? Security is pushing people, closing the door on people. Why can't you guys just say single file line? If you guys don't get in the line, you guys are not getting in. Have a VIP line. Have a, have a, have a hey, ticket holder line. Let me talk to you about your people, your African people. You come in there, you got regular ticket, but you go to the <laughs> VIP side. <laughs> Not I. I respect myself. That's what I'm saying. I don't but that's, but that's the, door. The, the problem with Africans, we have a problem taking instructions. Mm-hmm. Like, nobody can tell us what to do. We come in there, and I mean, I experience it all the time. Me, sometimes, even when I'm hosting, I've gone to events, and then they gave me a hard time. I didn't start making noise. I was like, all right, cool. But as soon as I get in, I go talk to the guy I need to talk to. Fali is a perfect example. I got there. We just hosted the concert. Mm-hmm. We get there. We can't get in. The party. Yeah. I told you I was tired as hell. I said, I'm going home. But once, because um, the owner of that establishment was one of the guys that was on a concert, mm-hmm. um, I text him and he came out and he got us. But even him, he didn't come right away. Mm-hmm. But once we got him, I'm like, yo, what's up? And then he had to talk to the security guy. I'm like, yo, what the? Mm-hmm. But... You can't get into it with the security because once you do, if the security decide you're not getting in, you're not so getting right. in. Yeah. Right. So me, I'm like, All right, you just don't understand your position. I know people above you, but it's cool. I'm in line up. But as soon as I get in, I'm lighting fire on you because I'm in already. You're not gonna kick me. Mm-hmm. Out. And I was, I was like, yo, like next time somebody come and they tell you who they are, believe them. Mm-hmm. Especially if you're not being rowdy and things like that. But Africans, we have a hard time taking instructions. Mm-hmm. And that is our issue. Yeah. That single fine line thing that you talking about ain't gonna work. Cause nigga with regular <laughs> that's why, tickets. That's why it only works at Rebel. VIP. Rebel security yeah. are tough. Re- they'll fuck you up. Yeah. They, they there's videos <laughs> of them legit yeah. beating people up. <laughs> okay. If you want to act up. And I think that's why they started to put those concerts at Rebel because they know yeah. that security doesn't play. And I, I respect Rebel security, okay? Because over there, there's no mess. You get in. But the problem is the artists coming out. They take forever and a day to come out. Wizkid, if I knew he was going to come late, I was going to wear flats. Now, let me I tell you about Wizkid. ever. Before we wrap things up, I will, I will let you in on why Wizkid was late. Mm. Okay? He was late because a sound check, DJ Toons came. Didn't he, too, he, didn't, he come, didn't he come? Didn't he come? Didn't he come after Whiskey? Whiskey was performing with another DJ. So here's the thing. So DJ Tunes came, and then somebody else booked him for another event because they were supposed to do the after party. They wasn't. They wasn't trying to paint him what he was expecting. So he's like, "Yo, if y'all not paying what I want, I'm gonna give me another gig." This mm-hmm. is when, um, excuse my French, they was able to book him because they did an event. For the after party, no? After party featuring him. But there was also an after party at Rebel. 
So now yeah. when he what he was trying to do, he's trying to go there and do an appearance or something like that, or he went there to do something. Something happened where on the way back he got stuck in traffic. Mm. Whiskey was supposed to go 930. Mm-hmm. He got there maybe 945 or whatever time that he settles till 1025. And mind you, Rebel shuts down at 11. Mm-hmm. 1025, DJ Toon is nowhere to be found. Mm-hmm. DJ Toon was the guy that had the playlist mm-hmm. for Whiskey. Mm-hmm. So then they brought in DJ Damage and go, yo, we need you to step up. So they gave him on the spot the list, and he had to go get the song and get ready, right? So this is why there was the delay, but Whiskers was there the whole time. Yeah. So the person that y'all should be blaming and all that stuff. with DJ Toon. And this guy, he smoked the kind of weed. I'm sure he was, he was, you know what I mean? But that's, but the general public don't know these things. So guess who starts to get the heat? The artist. Mm-hmm. But it had nothing to do with him. Even Summer Walker, too. She tried to play us. Well, she didn't try to play me because that was... <laughs> that was... But I heard she got anxiety and things like oh, that. Oh, whatever. Go get help, okay? What I mean... You know what I mean? Yeah. We love you. Mental health is real. Yeah. It's real. Get the help. You have the money now to get the help. You know what it's I mean? It's not about money. Not about money. So why are you... You know what I mean? Like, at the beginning of the time, she was, you know, singing, doing her thing. She didn't have to do shows. Um... Well, she, I remember she did open up for somebody. Who did she open up for at Rebel? She went at Rebel, but she, and she showed up on time. I have no idea. And you see, now that you get a little bit big, you start to change things around. That's what people don't, that's what people don't believe you. You know what I mean? Because I remember there was one time, this girl, shout out to Ada, Ada O, the host, whatever. Yeah, she yeah. went to a concert, and she said that she just missed Summer Walker because she was an opening act. Why was she on time for that? But for your own concert... Different pressure. When you're the main act, when you're open, a different different set of rules. It doesn't matter. But I feel like she should get help. I hope she is getting the help that she needs because she says that she does have this anxiety and mental health is real. Never going to bash on mental health. Facts. But if please, anybody who is struggling, get the help. You know what I mean? Don't believe these Africans when they say, ah, all you have to do is go to church. Get the help. Go talk to somebody. <laughs> go to church. Go talk I'm going to pray. <laughs> Pastor is going to pray for you. No, but no, go get, go get the help you need. Honestly, Facts. I feel like she... she she has a team that could tell her to go get the help. I don't know if people are scared of her mm-hmm. or people are scared to tell her. You know what I mean? But get the help. She, P- T- Toronto people don't play. Yeah. You know what I mean? I thank God <laughs> I got there. That was throwing shit at her. No, I got there. You know, Rebel, you have to pay for parking $20. Facts. The first time in my life I got to Rebel, there's a parking spot right in front of the space. I don't have to pay. Parking is free. No towing, no ticket. I parked. But when we drove in, we seen the line. From the top of the street. And you know Rebel is not close. The top of the street oh, is, oh, the line was over there. And I'm like, why are people not inside yet? This makes no sense. And it's cold. You know what I mean? Why are you not inside? I'm thinking that even I'm late. When I left my house, I was like, oh, damn, I'm so late. You know, these American artists, they actually start on time. We're going to miss the concert. Whatever. We get there. She's still not there. Everybody's mad in the lineup. Security is there. If you want to bypass Pay an extra $20. We did that. I said, I'm not waiting. I'm not going at the back of the line. I paid, and I went inside. But even when we got inside, the, there was curtains. Like, before you get to the stage, you couldn't get in. Because apparently she got there late, and she was doing sound check. People bust down those curtains. Like, when I tell you, they broke it just to run through. Everybody was still mad. Now we're still waiting. DJ's playing tracks. Okay, trying to get us ready. And then she comes on. 
she does her little, you know, an hour and whatever. She says, you know, oh, Toronto's my favorite city, and da-da-da-da-da, and everybody's like, well, but people are still mad. People are cussing her in her mentions, <laughs> and where's some rocker? Now people... Uh, now you see why she got anxiety because of y'all y'all, y'all fucking it up no and then she went on live and she didn't even apologize for being late you know what I mean all you have well, to you do know, but, but you all know, you have to do is apologize that's it if an artist is late 10 out of 10 times it's not because the artist it doesn't matter it's management it it's doesn't matter book. apologize period sure yeah that's it you let it go She's there cussing people. It's not even my fault. Okay, we we don't care that it's not your fault. The concert so, is so, now done. So, so Apologize. What if, what if the promoter didn't send the ticket on time, which then caused the delay? With apparently, it, her, it happens. Her tour manager didn't say anything. I'm like, you're at the spot. Y'all are too rough on these artists. Man. You're at the spot. Go look at your concert flyer on your phone since you're always on your phone. Go see the time that the concert starts. You know what I mean? And if the time goes by, say what is going on? Why am I still not on stage? <laughs> You guys know already I don't like these people, and I need to perform and get out of here. You don't, you don't care. Well, you're going to get there one day, and somebody's going to be like, yo, yeah, you're late. I'll apologize. Okay. That's all. What is my throw something at you? Yeah? While you're on stage. <laughs> I'll that, throw that, it back. That has happened. To who? <laughs> I'll throw it back. One time it was a concert. But anyways, um, shit, they, yeah. I, I mean, I, I get what you're saying, but I also know that there are two sides, uh, three sides to every story, mm-hmm. so, you know. Just apologize, man, and get it over with. Yeah, true. Make it easier. Get it over with. Apologize. I don't know. I'm, I'm <laughs> sick and tired of these artists. I'm sick and tired of Any, these concerts. Anything else that we didn't touch on? Anything else? And also, before we go, please let people know how to... Um, give me your Instagram, how to oh, catch yeah. you, your, your YouTubing, so, yeah. which I'm subscribed to. You know yeah, what I'm saying? But I you didn't subscribe that... to my YouTube channel. Uh, I just want to put it out there. Do you uh, even post? Support to... Do you, uh, po- <laughs> do you even post? Support your own. But go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> um, okay, everybody should... You know, I'm trying to get to... 1k subscribers i know it may not seem like it's a lot but you know it's a lot to me so follow up subscribe to my channel on youtube it's g-a-e-l-l-e-k-o-s-i that's my last name but yeah just look up gael kusi and you'll find me on youtube just hit that subscribe button and watch a video or two i don't know but yeah that's where you can find me instagram i don't really post much so y'all don't need to follow me there you don't need to follow me there so why i don't post so, <laughs> but people like to see activity. You know what I mean? Yeah, but you you do what you, what feels right to you. Exactly. I'm not where I'm not photogenic, so I don't post. And it's it's plenty of people that don't, and they post way too much. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Like I'm trying to. Yeah, I'm not. Don't be too conscious about it. Do I always tell people do what feels right to you? Mm-hmm. I, mean, I don't post like that. The last time I posted was my birthday because it was my birthday. So if you guys want to follow my Instagram, let me even look at my handle. Cause yeah, man. You don't know your Instagram handle? Not by heart like that. Cause sometimes I don't know if the underscore is before <laughs> or after. So it's Gael. So G A E L E K underscore. That's my Instagram. Make sure you hit it up. And um, once this episode go live, I'll make sure to tag you. So for those who follow me on Mr. Underscore Activated or Activated Podcast, mm-hmm. I'll make sure to tag her in there. And uh, we're going to get her to go subscribe to my YouTube channel. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I can do that right and now. And um, once we get some content going, I got some shit cooking for y'all, man. I think y'all would like these little trips that I took and, and see yeah, how I'm man. living. You know what I mean? Edit living them properly, good. please. Uh, I, listen. I, <laughs> 
<laughs> Don't put that kind of pressure on me. I, listen, I can talk. I, the editing thing I'm learning. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It takes, it takes it's a, a little. It's a, it's a process. Yeah, it's a process. Trust me. Um, but also, before we go, big shout out to Flight 65. I hope I'm saying this right. Flight 654. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to DJ Damager, Ace Boogie. I say Ace Boogie. Boogie, a.k.a. Mike underscore Truth. And uh, Tay, who I've not met. But, you know, when I see my folks doing great things, I like to support and follow them. And hopefully y'all invite me to the show. Check it out. It's every Wednesday, 6 to 8 uh, p.m. on iLive Radio. Make sure you go follow DJ Damager, which is DJ D-A-M-I-G-E-R. Mm. Um, on Instagram, and then you'll be able to tune in. You know what I mean? I like to see people do great things. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. As far as me, thanks again for tuning in. This is The Activated Podcast, of course. You've officially been activated. Peace.